social, impact, everywhere. Welcome back, my fellow social impactors, to another episode of the Social Impactors Podcast. And we have another special episode today. I am at the SETC Summit, and I'm podcasting on site, and I have another special guest for you. So I have Rosemary Powell, and she is the Executive Director of the Toronto Community Benefits Network, which is an awesome organization, and she's going to talk a little bit more about what it is. But Rosemary, I want to jump into the first question. And the first question I have is just to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, uh, Toronto Community Benefits Network is a community labor coalition, and um, we want to make sure that whenever infrastructure is being built, that the residents who live with those the infrastructure years to come have a voice in uh, in what gets built, how it gets built, and to make sure that uh, the places and spaces are built that represents uh, what the lived experience of the community is. We want to also make sure that the jobs and opportunities that are being created through uh, these infrastructure projects also benefit the local community and people who's been underrepresented uh, in the economy. And so um, we negotiate community benefits agreements and basically we uh, reach out to the project owners and the contractors and we let them know that we have an interest in the project and uh, that we'd like to be able to negotiate with them to look at uh, how uh, jobs might be created while the project is being built. So that in that we're looking at the construction industry itself, um, which is one of the industries, unfortunately, that has uh, been significantly leaving people of color and other uh, diverse workers out of it. Uh, for example, women uh, only make up 4.4% of the construction industry right now in terms of apprenticeships and uh, racialized people 1.2%. And this isn't a city uh, like Toronto where we see that 51% of the community um, is actually racialized, right? And uh, we know that since forever, more 50% of the people who's been in the workforce are actually women. So how is it that this industry uh, can continue to leave people out. And so um, community benefits agreements negotiations helps us to look at this in a meaningful way and to set targets um, with the contractor to be a part of the solution as, uh, as community. We also look at uh, professional administrative and technical jobs, not just the construction work and social procurement. These are like massive investments, billions of dollars. No small business, no mom and pop could actually afford to actually compete for those kind of um, contracts. And so we ask that they break down the contracts um, through subcontracting and that uh, they open up um, those uh, opportunities for diverse businesses, minority-owned businesses, um, women-owned businesses, um, as well as social enterprises and local businesses. Um, and then, of course, we want to see neighborhood and environmental improvements because it's not enough to just build a structure. We want to make sure that that structure um, uh, you know, supports the, the, the people who live in those communities because they're the ones who are going to have to live with it uh, for years to come. And, uh, you know, we want a voice at a table. The community wants to be there at, while it's being built and throughout the operations of the project as well. So that's how we're making change mm -hmm. through community benefits agreements and organizing with our communities. No, oh, that's huge. Honestly, I, I love community benefit agreements. And, and one thing I've definitely realized, and this isn't... Uh, 
you know, just a, a Toronto perspective, this is from Barry, but also where I've seen around the world is that equal access to opportunity is yeah. one of the most important things that we can do, right? Absolutely. Everyone should have the same access to an opportunity mm -hmm. wherever they are, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So I love that's... that you're leading that. <laughs> I do. I really do. I think that's, I think that's uh, uh, how we make more equitable mm -hmm opportunity in the world yeah and yeah. that's uh, you know that's basically the the base of what we're doing and we're working with uh, unusual partners and stakeholders and all of this people um, you know who um, you know you know not this they, they they don't know how to how to interact with community how to build partnerships with community so the community is really stepping up and saying we want to be a part of the discussion we have some uh, skills and expertise that we can uh, contribute and we can actually help you to be a part of the solution uh, to create the change that we want to see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this idea then of a social impactor and so social impactor for people listening today is someone who changes, wants to make change in the world, right? Positive mm -hmm. change, leading a social movement, things like that. What does it mean to you then to be a social impactor in the world? Well, for me, you know, um, I don't think I'm anybody extra special. I'm just, I'm a community uh, resident with, uh, you know, having lived in my community, see some of the issues and challenges that are there, and I want to be a part of the solution. And so I step forward. I have a certain, you know, skill set that I can bring to the table. Um, I'm connected to my community, and I'm willing to, to put myself forward and to, um, you know, to, to talk with people, to organize, um, and to, you know, put forward solutions. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I believe strongly that everyone um, has, you know, inherent skills uh, that they can contribute to creating change uh, that they want to see. And that, you know, when we are in communication with people, when we share with others, um, you know, we can make really great things happen by being a part of the solution. Um, so that's basically what I wanted to do. For me, you know, I have one daughter and I want to make sure that I'm able to um, to leave her in a world that's going to be better than how I lived in it, right? Yeah. And um, you know, that's that's kind of my my goalpost, my <laughs> uh, my direction. And so um, I can't sit by and just um, allow the status quo to happen when I see um, that there are um, you know that that we're experiencing these kinds of deep uh, issues and challenges mm -hmm. and so I just uh, I felt that I needed to be a part of the solution and so I put myself forward <laughs> and I think for every resident um, you know who lives in a neighborhood um, community benefits is a process um, that has been used quite successfully to be able to negotiate sometimes we just don't know how we don't have mm -hmm. the tools and resources mm -hmm. or you know understand that it's even possible um, so I love the concept of community benefits that, um, you know, it's been, it's a process, it's, 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 an, it's a tool and you can use that and there are steps uh, that you can take, um, you know, and you, uh, you know, develop your, 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 your shared goals and values and together you can work on something using this process. Mm -hmm. Well, I think one thing that you said that is absolutely true is that uh, it doesn't take a, uh, you know, incredibly, um, unique person honestly it, it's it's you and i right i'm mm -hmm. very average in many ways but <laughs> when you dedicate it that you are going to lead that's, right. that's how you make change right exactly. and, and what's nice about that is anyone can do that, anyone right? can not do just it. you and i anyone can take the take the second to think and say do i want to lead and if i do mm -hmm. do it 
Exactly. Like it's, it's incredible. Absolutely. I want to tell you a story sure. about um, the residents in Rexdale, a community that's been historically disadvantaged here in Toronto. It's considered as one of the 13 priority neighborhoods. Mm. And uh, the city broke that down to neighborhood improvement areas. And it's one of 31. So it hasn't changed. Mm. And it's just been a historically underrepresented community that's dealing with issues of poverty and, um, you know, young people getting into, you know, you know, situations with gangs and guns and violence um, and um, that community there was a um, proposal for a casino <laughs> to be built in that community and the residents didn't want to see that happen but the government decided that um, they were going to put a casino um, in the community and so the residents individuals just regular people they rose up um they ha held meetings they discussed the issues they developed their their proposed solutions um and um you know for 12 years um they kept their eye on the ball and they pushed and they pushed uh, they were able to move their city councillors and get them to develop 21 conditions uh for um you know for if you're going to build a casino uh, this is uh, this is what we want to see in it, and that was approved by council. Mm -hmm. The project uh, initially that had been proposed actually got dropped um, after a while, and the residents still kept at it because they knew it would come back up again. And ten years later, sure enough, wow. the proposal for casino came up again. And just last year, the, some of the same residents who organized twelve years ago, ten years ago, uh, stood up and said, "We're going to carry the ball forward." And they did, and now they have a community benefits agreement in place, um, with you know requirement for twenty percent of the community um, to be hired on the project, twenty percent uh, of equity-seeking groups across the city. So that's forty percent right there. Yeah. Um, you know, social procurement, ten percent of all the purchasing that the casino makes um, must come from the local businesses. Um, you know, and the community needs to have a seat at the table to make sure that. Um, you know, as the project advances, um, that the community is meaningfully consulted, right? Yeah. And that's just incredible. And that's just regular residents. They stepped <laughs> of, up. Uh, they stepped up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's huge. That's a great story, honestly. <laughs> no, it really makes you think that, again, just, just be stepping up. And if you're consistent in your message and consistent in your vision, mm -hmm. you know, 10 years later, that's a long time in between, but oh, they yeah. still stuck with that message. Exactly. That's yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. So the last question I have for you then is uh, about your advice. Mm -hmm. So for people listening today, what is your advice for them to begin making their own impact? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, within the city of Toronto, for sure, there is a large network of um, social services organizations. Um, and um, you can start by just volunteering your time and um, within those organizations, they're supported, many of them are supported by the United Way uh, of Greater uh, Toronto. And um, basically you have uh, many opportunities to contribute in different ways. It doesn't have to be community benefits. It could be supporting seniors, supporting youth, supporting children, um, homelessness, whatever the issue that you are conscious about, think about doing something about it and stepping out. And there is an organization, I can promise you, within uh, the city um, that you can align yourself with and who can help to give some guidance and support um, for you to be able to volunteer. When you start volunteering, you start learning more about the issues, you start deepening your um, relationships, and maybe you want to get on a committee or a board, um, you know, and maybe you want to start a project on your own. And that's all possible. Um, you know, this is a great city. 
Um, and, you know, we all have the ability to contribute to the level that we can. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, dedicate your entire life to it. But if you have, you know, an hour a week, you know, five hours, even on a quarterly basis, you could be on a, a board of uh, directors, um, you know, to help to contribute to making change. So um, find an organization in your community, um, you know, think about the issue that you're most concerned about, and um, you have the ability to do something about it. So just do it. I like that. So, Rosemary, I, I, I want to end our conversation there, but I just want to reiterate that, uh, Rosemary, you are the Executive Director of the Toronto Community Benefits Network, so if anyone wants to learn more about what you do, check out uh, the Toronto Community Benefits Network. And again, thank you for bringing such a unique lens. I think that statement of just do it, you know, not stealing from <laughs> me but, but just really start, just start. Right? I think that's awesome. So yes. I want to thank you for your time. Today. Thank you very much. And yeah, so people can go online, communitybenefits.ca, and we do have a YouTube channel, youtube.com, community benefits. Well, thank you.